Hello and welcome to Respond Worship Podcast. This is an auditive companion to the annual Respond Worship Retreat. For the last 10 years, our mission at Respond has been to inspire worship ministries for greater effectiveness, to instruct teams in worship skills, and to ignite a community of worship teams. My name is Jeremiah Jones, and I am the online and creative arts minister at Blenville Christian Church in Joplin, Missouri, and I act as the host for this podcast. Thanks for joining us today. In a few days, we will be gathered again at Maranatha Bible Camp to enjoy a weekend of rest and renewal. We will be learning the importance of pause in our everyday lives and ministries from none other than Corey Scott. We hope that this conversation prepares your hearts and minds as you travel to this year's retreat. Sit back, relax, and listen in because Respond Worship Podcast Road Trip Edition is about to begin. Welcome to another episode of Respond Worship Podcast. It's been a while since we've actually uh, done a full podcast. So uh, I'm here with Corey Scott, and Hello. we are going to talk about some things concerning this year's retreat. Yeah. Um, but Corey, you're pretty well known within the Respond Worship uh, atmosphere, I guess you would say. Uh, Isn't that fortunate? Don't you think that's unfortunate? Yeah, well, I would say it's unfortunate, no. But, oh, okay. uh, but for those that might not know you, that will be at the retreat this year, um, or just who don't know you in general. Mm. Can you give us a little bit of a background of who Corey Scott is? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm five, eight. I like long walks <laughs> on the beach. Uh, no. Um, so, I mean, a real quick snapshot is I grew up in a ministry family and, uh, from the time I was about five years old, uh, my dad was teaching at Ozark Christian college and, uh, we traveled a lot. I heard my dad preach a lot growing up and I just loved, uh, ministry. Even as a young kid, I, I knew that God was calling me into vocational ministry. I thought that I was going to be a preacher and a basketball player like my dad. <laughs> um, and, uh, uh, when I was in high school, I blew out my knee. And so basketball had to get pushed on pause. And, and, uh, so I picked up a bass guitar uh, under the encouragement of my older brother, music just took off for me at yeah. that point. So what, what, what had been a hobby up till then, uh, was now a real driving passion of mine. And so, uh, from high school on, uh, I was Mr. Bassman and loved it. Just, I couldn't get enough of it, uh, helped start a band. Uh, we led worship for our youth group and we did some traveling, some performing, and that stretched into college, uh, where I attended Ozark Christian College on a music degree. Um, my uh, now wife of 20 years, uh, we started uh, dating about that time. And so uh, 1999, I uh, left the band and helped start a church in Southeast Kansas, Ambassador Christian Church, Chinook, Kansas. Um, and I say help start, I really didn't do much in the uh, ground level. Uh, I was hired like two weeks before the first Sunday. So, uh, I came in kind of at the last minute, but, um, Leah and I were there for several years. Uh, the first couple of years were spent traveling back and forth on the weekends. And then we ended up moving out to Chinook for a time and, uh, loved the church, loved the people, uh, but really felt like God was calling us away. And so in 2003, we answered his call to come uh, lead worship at Northside Christian Church here in Springfield, Missouri. And we have been here ever since. And um, three of our four children have been born here in Springfield since then. 
And so our right. oldest is now a freshman at Ozark Christian College. And then we have three kids still at home. And um, it's been just really good. We've been so blessed to be a part of the body here at Northside. And then oh, a few years ago, uh, started helping out with all of our global outreach stuff. So missions stuff. And that's a new a new dynamic, a new paradigm for my role in ministry, hmm. but it's been a real blessing. I've enjoyed it very much. And so that's where we are right now. We want to dive into uh, this year's retreat a little bit, just uh, talking about, you know, the theme of pause and, and what that means. But before we do that, before, before we start, I'd like to ask you a few more questions, if you don't mind, okay. uh, let's just call this a quick 20. Okay. Fast, fast 20 questions. All right. I'm just going to fire off some questions and you just say the first thing that comes to mind. And, and clearly I'm, my responses are you know, so short, you know, obviously. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I've shown that to be the case. <laughs> okay. This should be fun. All right. Here, here's the first one. You ready? Yeah. If you had a boat, what would you name it? <laughs> uh, uh, cappuccino. Cappuccino. Awesome. Uh, favorite guitar that you've ever owned. Uh, uh, can I go with a tie? Go, go with a tie. tie. Go with a tie. Okay, I've got a new uh, American Strat that I got this last year, as well as a, a 2000 Les Paul. Both of them are just different and tripping my trigger. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, who is the messiest person that you know? Uh, I will. I will say it's an old roommate from college, <laughs> but I won't say the name because there were two. Okay. There were two guys. <laughs> they were both pretty messy. <laughs> Equally so they can messy. figure it out. They can figure it out. They, they figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite food? My wife makes a pasta. Mm. It's like a, a Bolognese pasta. Ooh. And, uh, but uh, because her name is Leah and she puts her own spin on it, I call it Bolianese. <laughs> she hates that. But it's I love it. <laughs> uh, what's, the, what's the most useless talent that you have? Oh, man. Every talent has a use, even if it's yeah. just to embarrass your kids. Sure. So I would say uh, dance, dancing. dancing. Dancing is my okay. most useless talent because it's, it always embarrasses everybody. <laughs> awesome. Uh, favorite candy? Oh, I'd say right now I'm, I'm going with Twix. Twix. That's a that's a solid choice. Yeah. Solid choice. Uh, favorite drink? Coffee. Coffee. Can't Easy. go wrong. Favorite movie? I would say probably uh, Nacho Libre. Nacho. Nacho! <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Lord's Cheeps. That's right. Oh, it's, it's all about the gospel. Exactly. And he, and he knows a lot about the gospel. <laughs> uh, your favorite games to play. I, I'm not like a big, like tabletop game kind of guy. And I'm not a big video game kind of guy, but like, um, I love the games that get people interacting. So, um, I think like apples to apples or mm -hmm. things. Yeah. Those I really are like those kind of games because it really gets people fighting and arguing for their, choice, you know, and why it should be picked and all that. And so I like that kind of stuff. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what about your favorite artist? And I kept that broad for reasons. Well, I mean, Phil Kagey is there you go. top drawer for me as a, uh, as a guitar player. Uh, he's just been so faithful and he's just so good. Um, so he, he's up there. Anybody that's, um, just a really renowned guitarist. That's where my ear goes. Um, uh, Joe Robinson, like as far as a newer guy, I think yeah. Joe Robinson is great. He's real smooth. Uh, Tommy Emmanuel's great. Um, and then of course your classics of Eric Johnson, Eric Clapton, all those kind of guys, as far yeah. as guitar players go. Yeah. Good but take. actually as far as like, like worship guys, um, I, Paul Balash to me is still oh, yeah. really great. Like I know mm -hmm. his, 
you know, as far as like what is maybe more modern, um, maybe not so much with with Paul directly, though he works with some great people who are doing mm-hmm. really great modern stuff. But uh, I think he's solid. And then uh, Pat Barrett, honestly, is really doing good stuff, too. Uh, so aside from the Bible, what is what book has the, had the most significant impact on you in your life? Yeah, it's a little book called Make Me Like Jesus by Michael Phillips. Okay. Uh, Michael Phillips is an author that's probably most well known for uh, fiction, mm. but he he tried his hand at a nonfiction devotional resource that came out uh, either late nineties or early two thousands. That's the book I've read most frequently over the years, over nice. and over. Yeah, okay. make me like Jesus. Uh, what's the best event that you've ever attended? Respond. Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> Next question. Next question. What what wastes the most time in your everyday life? <laughs> uh what wastes the most time Pro- probably guitar okay uh, that's a good waste of time well uh because what starts as like i'm really working on something really trying to bring something together just morphs into lick after lick after lick after lick <laughs> and it's the same old stale bag of tricks i've always yeah, done yeah of course but just love and i think um you know if god can take delight in flower after flower after flower after flower after flower, then surely those who are made in his image can take delight with lick after lick after lick after lick. So nice. sorry, I'm trying to spiritualize yeah. a, a problem, uh, <laughs> but that's, that sometimes is a waste of time for me. Hey, I get it. I understand. <laughs> uh, so what hobby would be fun to start? Like something that you don't already know how to do. What would be fun to start? Uh, woodworking. Ooh, yeah. Woodworking. woodworking. Yeah. I've tried little bits, but I don't have the right tools and that's, that's part of it. But, but yeah, if I had a little, maybe a little more discretionary time, I would, I'd get after woodworking. Very cool. Uh, what motivates you? At the risk of sounding super spiritual, uh, I would say there are two things. One is, is the all compelling glory of God. Mm. I mean, um, that, that motivates me to do what I do. Um, is just he does his glory deserves more. Yeah, always more. Uh, but the second thing that motivates me, uh, truthfully, is uh, is also just my my identity as wearing the name of Jesus. So as I every morning I have a practice of of that kind of physical posture. If I am putting on the name of Jesus, this is now my identity. This is my I've tried to fashion an identity for myself, and it fails every time. But this is my my true identity that was given to me and bought for me with blood. And and that is what motivates me. Favorite place that you've ever visited? Probably uh, Savannah, Georgia. My family's gone several times on vacation. My wife grew up there. And so um, we go back to vacation. And so even though we've been to wonderful places around the world uh, with people that are just dear to us, Savannah is the place we go as a family. And so we, we just love it. Uh, what's your idea of a great day? <laughs> starts early in the morning because I'm a morning guy. All right. So I start early in the morning uh, and I get my exercise in. I have a quiet, mo- quiet enough time to um, have my Bible study without interruption. The coffee is already brewing for me and, and, uh, and it's flowing and it doesn't stop. And, um, <laughs> And then I can, I can spend time uh, preparing things to present to people, whether that's uh, songs or sermons or whatever. Uh, I can spend time preparing. I can spend time writing. Um, 
I like to write and then, um, and then have a little bit of time for jamming. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then, um, you know, usually like in the evening time, just a really good family meal with, with my, my own family and then, uh, watch a movie with my family. Um, and then just have, have the evening home. Yeah. I, yeah. I love, I love evenings home with my family. That's one of my favorites. Very cool. Uh, pens or pencils? Pens. Pens. Red, red pens. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm, I, I hate red pens. <laughs> we won't get into why, but I, yeah, anyways. Uh, <laughs> I, think but, uh, I think the, uh, the teacher in me. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, and no one else on our staff uses red pens. So would you rather be a reverse centaur or a reverse merman? <laughs> uh, I, I'll go with reverse centaur. Okay. You know, um, it's like, the, I saw this video where this girl, she was, it was like a dating video kind of thing. It's just, it's the spoof on studio C comedy stuff. And she said, uh, she was like a dating video kind of thing. She said, I, um, I believe I have, uh, she goes, I believe I'm a horse person but not that I like horses. I believe I have the soul of a centaur. <laughs> That's a different definition of horse person. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. Last question. All right. What are you hilariously bad at? Uh, dancing. Okay. I'll go back to dancing. Yeah. So I, it's, it's not really a talent, I guess. I have to backtrack from that question earlier. It's not a talent, uh, but it's really bad. It's so bad. That's fair. I meant to save the centaur question for last, but I could read my handwriting for the one that was previous to that. So uh, (laughs) let's shift gears, I guess, here and and talk about uh, gritty. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about what's happening here soon. Um, So this podcast is the road trip podcast. So uh, this is meant to be listened to as teams are traveling to uh, respond worship retreat this year. So in 2020, it's been a crazy year for everybody. I've seen the word tumultuous used as a word to describe the year. And I think that's a, I think that's a pretty good word Mm -hmm. um, to describe just a a hectic and a confusing and a very loud year. So with all, with all the chaos that's surrounding us, um, it's difficult to to hear or even see God in all the noise. Uh, I think of like when you're in the car, (laughs) right. And you have to turn down the radio so that you can see better. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, you know, you yeah. know, that concept, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure yeah. everybody's experienced that. It's like the energy spent on hearing the music or trying to shut out the noise. It detracts us from focusing, focusing on what we're actually looking for. So uh, I know you'll be diving more into this over the weekend, mm-hmm. uh, but what can we do or what can we be doing to better tune into the voice of God during these trying times? It's interesting. You use that metaphor of driving and turning down the radio so you can see, because I, I remember Paul Balash saying years ago that, um, you know, our job as worship leaders is not just to help people sing. Our job is to help people see. Yeah. And they will sing better when they see better. Um, and so I think because our job is to open eyes a little bit wider to see the glory of God takes that kind of focus, right? Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. it takes the ability to focus and remove some of the distractions. And 2020 has provided us with far more distractions than we ever had yeah. before. <laughs> right? So yeah, to answer the question though, I think uh, what can we be doing to tune into God's voice to, to hear him a little better? 
I think the first thing that comes to mind is that we should um, humble ourselves to actually get sleep. Mm. We'll be talking about this a little on Friday night session. One of the most spiritual things that we can do is rest, is to take a nap. Um, but I think that so many of us in our, I believe it's spiritual immaturity. We, we try to live as though we don't need rest. Mm -hmm. We live our lives as though we can continue to push through and everything will be okay in the end. Um, I, I know that, uh, while it's a classic animated film, I know that there's a there's a scene in this that is incredibly culturally insensitive. It, it would when you find it on Disney Plus, it warns you now. You know that this <laughs> uh, scenes in this are culturally insensitive, but it's Peter Pan, mm -hmm. and it's the scene where the kids have uh, been captured by the Native Americans, you know, the Indians, and they're singing the song, you know. Why is the red man red? You know, it's just so wrong. But anyway, uh, they, they get done with this uh, party atmosphere, really. And the boys are just going berserk. And Wendy is trying to get these boys to calm down. And she says to her youngest brother, uh, Michael, she says, you know, we need to go to bed. And Michael's response to her is uh, brave, no sleep. Go for days without sleep. And we laugh at that because he's a kid and we all know better. But I think that very many of us as adults fall into that same kind of mindset. Yeah. You know, well, I don't need sleep. Go for days without sleep. And yet that's actually a very childish approach. Mm. Um, it takes humility and maturity to realize I am not infinite and I need to just go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that would be the first thing I think. And the, and the reason is because like I, I said earlier, I'm a morning person. Um, I'll, most mornings I'll wake up at five by six. I'm sitting to have my uh, morning devotions. And there are times I'm nodding during my morning devotions. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've only been awake for an hour and I'm already going, you know, falling asleep. And, and the reason is because not because I woke up so early, but because I didn't get a good night's rest, I went to bed so late. And so my ability to lock into what God wants to say to me in that moment is deterred mm -hmm. because just physical sleep and rest is lacking in my life. Right. So that would, that'd be the first thing I, first encouragement I would give to people. And the, uh, the second thing is I think we need to develop habits of listening, uh, put yourself regularly, proactively in a posture where you can receive something from God. Mm -hmm. Um, here we are at the new year. I mean, how many of us have already quit on our new year's resolutions? I uh, didn't make had, any. So, oh, well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the secret, right? I quit right from the beginning. So yeah, that's right. Um, but, uh, but we quit, you know, what, why does that phenomenon still take place in our lives? Well, I think it's because we haven't developed habits and practices over the long haul. Mm -hmm. in our lives. We go in spurts. And when we don't see results quickly, we stop. Um, discipleship doesn't work that way. A life with Jesus doesn't work that way. It's a lifelong process. And sometimes we will do the same thing over and over and over. Um, and if we feel like we're not seeing results, we, we blame the process. Mm -hmm. But what we don't always realize is the process is meant to take a very long time. 
Yeah. Um, our lead minister, Wayne, and I were talking about this this week. And uh, I, I don't know if this is going to be in his sermon this coming Sunday. Uh, he might include it. He might not. So any Northsiders who uh, show up Sunday morning, they, they might hear this same thing. <laughs> you know, uh, a little so sneak peek. I'm, Here we go. Yeah, I'm, I'm copying him. He's not copying <laughs> me. But, um, but uh, he gave the illustration of these uh, bamboo trees that you plant them, like when you plant for a grove of uh, bamboo trees and you plant them and you water them and cultivate it. And sometimes it takes up to five years before you even see the smallest little shoot coming out. Mm -hmm. Five years. Can you imagine how the wife of the farmer would think that this guy's insane? You know, he's out there every year, all the time, watering and cultivating and managing this field for what? You know, in year two, nothing. Year three, nothing. You know, and then in that last year, when you finally see it come up, it actually grows 90 feet in one year. Mm. So I think that if we cultivate practices where we can hear God, um, we'll be more likely to to actually hear his voice. Mm-hmm. But not every day is probably going to seem like a 90 foot growth. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Um, I think a lot of us experienced that this last year, even Mm -hmm. just with, you know, trying new things and trying to, uh, I mean, everybody's getting online for, um, for church and, you know, there's all these ways that we're trying to engage people while they're in their houses. Um, some, some days it feels like we're not making an impact at all. Nobody's engaging with anything. Yeah. I mean, it's, there is a consistency that needs to continue to take place. Um, we need Mm -hmm. to keep, keep pushing through because there could be that growth at some point. Uh, we never know how, how our efforts are going to, uh, blossom. Yeah, that's good. You know, I think of the song Waymaker, you know, even when I don't see it, you're working. Right. Even I don't feel it. You're working. Perfect song Uh, for 2020. Yeah. Yeah, Sure. Um, now the other thing I I think of like Billy Joel, uh, you know, Billy Joel was anything but a believer. Uh, and yet he, he, uh, talked about something a long time ago that actually taught me some things about prayer. Um, because he talks about first thoughts. He says every morning when he wakes up, he sits down at the piano and he just begins to play. It's his Mm. very first thoughts for the day before he gets cleaned up, before he has breakfast, sit down at the piano and just play. And sometimes it's the same old stuff he's done forever, but every once in a while, it'll be something brilliant Mm -hmm. and, um, it'll be the next top song, you know, kind of thing. He said, uh, most days are pretty normal, but the, spark of creativity would not have come had I not put myself in a place where I could receive it. Yeah. And I thought, isn't that interesting that here's a guy who doesn't believe in God at all. And yet he's receiving something Hmm. from some somewhere, someone, you know, but, um, but I think prayer is kind of like that. Uh, we put ourselves in a position regularly so that we can be available and ready to receive that, that powerful moment when it comes. Hmm. Um, so I thought that was good. I think, uh, another way that we can, uh, this is just kind of the last part of that question, but I think another way that we can, uh, slow down and, and, you know, tune into God's voice is I, I think just believe that complexity doesn't equal quality. Hmm. Um, just because something is complex doesn't mean it's better just yeah, because something good. is faster and, or more efficient or more, we would say more effective, detailed doesn't automatically make it better. Mm-hmm. The truth is the kingdom of God does not use the same metrics the world uses to measure success and advancement. Yeah. Um, and so we need to just believe in our deep in our hearts that complexity 
does not mean it's better. Mm-hmm. The, the whole the keep, it, keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Well, you know, and we're going to reference this week at that weekend at the retreat, we're going to reference uh, John Mark Comer's book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Mm-hmm. You know, and he talks about the principles of slowing. He talks about the principles of simplicity. Yeah. Um, and uh, just because things are complex or detailed, doesn't make it better. The, the illustration I use to that point is, I can listen to one of the greatest rock albums of all time. I can listen to U2's Joshua Tree. I can listen to it on Apple Music. And I can hear some detail with the digital remastering that they did. Mm-hmm. Or I can take out the vinyl and I can put it in my tabletop. I can put it in my record player and I can play that thing uh, through some halfway decent speakers. And I can hear it in the way that I think that it was meant to be heard, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, in 1987 or eight or whenever that was. And And, um, such an intentional process too. Right. You know, taking it out, putting it on, you know, actually being intentional with the listening process. Cause sometimes we just hit Spotify and just go. And uh, I don't feel like that's ever really a, an intentional moment, you know, just kind of background music noise, Mm -hmm. if you will. That's right. So the, the, um, the time and the slowing process Mm -hmm. of actually listening I'm able to, to gain quite a bit more quality out of that experience from start to finish than I can with something that's just faster and more convenient. Uh, Jay Thomas has a podcast, a true tunes podcast. And he, he talks about uh, listening to better music mm. and listening to music better. And I think it takes that kind of intentionality, you know? Yeah. So when we're listening for God's voice, I think we need to remember that sometimes simplicity and slowness is a much more effective way to hear God's voice. Yeah. Yeah. My wife always says, uh, she, she loves Leonardo da Vinci and he has a quote, um, simplicity is the ultimate form of sophistication. Mm. She loves using that quote. So, uh, I think that definitely speaks into what we're talking about here. Well, great. Well, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff there. Really looking forward to, to diving deeper into that with everybody. Um, yeah. So I guess as teams are traveling to respond worship retreat, uh, what are some ideas that they can be wrestling with uh, that will help them prepare their hearts and their minds for the weekend? Yeah. Um, I realize some people are listening to this um, with a group, some are by themselves in a car. So uh, it might be uh, weird one way or the other here, but (laughs) I I honestly think that one of the best things that you can do um, is to sit in silence. Mm. Silence is awkward. We don't like it as a culture. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I was really convicted of this so a year or so ago where I thought, you know, Jesus got up in the mornings while it was still dark and prayed. He, he valued that stillness. Do I have any uh, pattern in my life that reflects that same pattern? Mm-hmm. And, um, and yes, I had, I had some stillness, but inevitably every morning in the car, I would crank up whatever I wanted to listen to. And that was my time. You know what I'm saying? That was like Mm -hmm, me time. mm -hmm. (laughs) And I realized uh, that that was kind of a waste. And so on Wednesdays now, uh, I don't listen to anything. Um, And Wednesdays are the days I typically drive the most. Um, But um, I don't listen to anything in the car, no podcasts, no music, um, because it's, it's my way of just sitting in silence before the Lord and just being available. I would say one of the best things that the teams can do on this trip is actually take a little bit of time to sit in silence, uh, mm-hmm. let the silence fill, fill that space. 
Um, and think of this question as you do, has it ever occurred to you that someone just may not necessarily need your opinion at all times? Hmm. I think so. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, uh, I have to learn this discipline. I'm still working on this. We were with family this last week and I'm, I'm starting in on a story. We're around the dinner table with extended family. And I'm about to tell a story because I love to talk and I love to tell stories. I'm about to start. And my wife is sitting next to me and she grabs my knee. And I know what that means. <laughs> you don't have to tell this story. She knows where mm-hmm. I'm going. She knows what story I'm about to tell. Well, I told it anyway, but I, I did it much shorter. You know, I took up a lot less time. But yeah, because we don't like silence. Um, just try to sit in silence for a time. Mm-hmm. Just listen. Um, I would say pray together as a team right now. Take a little bit of time just to pray. Ask, ask God to do some really good work in your team this weekend. Uh, if you are driving by yourself, um, you know, obviously you can pray and just pray over the weekend. Pray for your team. Think of people by name and lift them up before the Lord. Um, uh, ask that God would help you to hear something that maybe will sting a little bit, um, mm. but you need to hear. Um, and then I guess there's a couple of questions. If you have, if you still have a little bit of time left over, um, on your trip, then, uh, maybe just ask this question to one another or consider this for yourself. If you're alone, uh, does our process of preparing worship services allow the team to rest? Mm. Does our, does our process by which we prepare worship services allow the team to rest? Are there rhythms? and systems in place right now that help us to find Sabbath. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine that if you're a volunteer on the team and you're asking that question and thinking of a response and you can't think of one, that it may not exist. Yeah. And um, maybe this weekend will be a great catalyst to create something that's missing Yeah, in your team. So those would be a few things maybe to be thinking about talking about. Well, Corey, I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for joining us, uh, through, through zoom here and, um, looking forward to actually seeing your face here soon. So <laughs> I'm looking forward to, I think it's going to be yeah. a great retreat. I know I that too, yeah. th- things are going to be a little different this year, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, COVID is a part of that. I think, I think people are maybe a little bit more apprehensive about, continuing to gather in larger spaces with larger groups, especially from people from out of their own community, you know, but um, I know the camp has done a great job of taking care of us and, and getting the facilities ready for us in that regard. Um, I also know like, you know, like we've got uh, some really great workshops this year um, and we've got fewer workshops than we did last year, but that's because we're trying to utilize the larger spaces on the campgrounds giving people the chance to spread out. Um, so I think we're really trying to host people well and trying to be smart and safe. Um, but I'm excited about the workshops. Um, Jeremiah, I'm excited about yours. And, and I think, um, especially with what you said earlier about people engaging online mm-hmm. and how we do that most effectively in our ministries, uh, everything from, uh, Grace's workshop on songwriting. Yeah. Um, I think Josh and Craig both are going to be able to, uh, tackle the the whole team you know band vocals tech yeah on rehearsal practices they're going to do a great job on that to really maximize our our time together in rehearsals and then 
uh, Matt, Matt's workshop on silence and solitude. I told him uh, this last week when I talked to him that uh, I'm, I'm coming to that one because yeah. uh, if, because that's Saturday morning. And if I want to change anything for the Saturday afternoon session, that'll give me lunchtime to change my notes based on what Matt says. Uh, <laughs> there you go. You know, correct anything I goofed. So, um, but yeah, just some good, good workshops on the way. Mm. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a good time. Well, we'll see everybody soon. Make sure you drive safe and take care. We'll see you guys soon. like what you hear? This is a new single by Grace Funderburg entitled All the Days. You can find this song and many others on iTunes and other streaming platforms. Grace will be teaching our songwriting workshop at Respond Worship Retreat this year, so make sure to attend that workshop if this is something you're interested in. Make sure to check out the show notes for links to our website and social media. Follow and subscribe to keep up with new episodes and feel free to rate and review us. We want this to be the best possible resource for you and your teams. So your feedback is extremely important. Thanks for listening and we look forward to seeing you soon.